when we lose sight of our inner parent and we only have our inner child speaking, we have a hard time tolerating disconnection, right? Because as a child would, it creates panic within a child. They don't have the tools yet to be able to tolerate that. When we lose sight of our inner parent, we also feel just the panic of the inner child. Welcome to Heal Your Relationships. This podcast is all about healing your marriage and your other close relationships without waiting for the people around you to change. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita Sun. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our channel. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about something I call emotional sobriety. That's something that is a term that's often used in AA. And I really like that term because it signifies for me what I am trying to reach, which is a presence. So sober means that there's nothing clouding your thinking, that you get to be fully yourself, you're present, you're clear, and you're able to bring your full self and be authentic in a situation because you are not under the influence of either your fears or a substance. So I really like that term um, because even whether you struggle with a substance abuse addiction or not, sometimes when we have an insecure attachment style, right? Maybe you're anxious, preoccupied, or maybe you're dismissive avoidant, or maybe you're fearful avoidant. When you're any one of those, those fears and core wounds that underlie each of these attachment styles can be like a substance. When we're triggered, it sort of clouds our brain just like any other substance would. So getting ourselves out of that space and into emotional sobriety allows us to show up as our clear, present, authentic selves. Now, before we talk about how to move into emotional sobriety, I want to discuss what emotional sobriety actually is. So within each of us, in our subconscious, there are two forces at play, and we need both to be integrated and to be present in every decision, in every situation for us to be really authentic and all present. If one or the other part of our subconscious is being controlled, minimized, or clouded, or even shoved away, and the other part is being amplified, that means that we're not coming from a wholesome, clear space. So those two parts within our subconscious is our inner child and our inner parent, okay? Our inner child is the part of us that wants comfort, is very um, self-focused, right? Wants what it wants when it wants, enjoys playing, enjoys being boisterous and silly, enjoys creativity, enjoys... Um, being fully in your body and enjoying the pleasures of the body, right? Not just the, the sensual pleasures, but I'm talking about just 
sort of the wind in your hair or rolling around on fall leaves and feeling the pleasure of that. All of that is being in your body and enjoying the sensual pleasures of taking this human form, right? Being able to feel, hear, touch, see, taste. All of that is part of your inner child. The inner parent is the part of you that is thoughtful, responsible, um, empathetic, can problem solve. It tends to be future oriented versus the inner child, which is really in the present moment. A lot of the time, the adult can be future oriented, can learn from the past, right? And can clearly articulate complex ideas using the nuances of language. You need both of these to be integrated within you. When we only operate from an exaggerated inner child place, we tend to be reactive and demanding and emotionally volatile and labile and unable to really learn from the past or plan for the future. And we may be impulsive and easily overwhelmed, right? That is the shadow side of the inner child. The inner child is also about play and creativity and fun and adventure and spontaneity and sensual pleasure and living in the moment, which is all wonderful things. The shadow side is that, that it can also be impulsive, not thinking about the future, learning from the past, demanding and emotionally volatile, just like children, right? The parent, as I said, has all these wonderful attributes. But the shadow side of the parent, in a parent, can be that it is demanding and blaming and critical and um, dismissive and has hard time actually being in your body and in your present life. You're always somewhere else in your head, which makes for a very hollow existence. So you notice that both your inner child and your parent have their strengths and their shadow sides. And we need both to be integrated for us to fully express our uniqueness and our authentic selves. If you tend to be more on the anxiously preoccupied side of the attachment spectrum, which by the way, if you have not taken your um, quiz to find out what attachment style you're occupying right now, please do that. There's a link in the show notes or if you're watching this on YouTube, there's a link below the video. It's free. It'll take you maybe five minutes. And you will know one of the most important self-awareness concepts that you will ever be exposed to. This one understanding will help you create the life you want in many areas of your life for decades to come. I can't think of anything that has a better return on investment given that it's only five minutes of your time. So please, it's free, go take it. So if you are more on the anxiously preoccupied side of the spectrum, you, when you're triggered, you will often have more of the inner child speaking up, which means that there's emotional volatility and needing a lot of reassurance from other people, having a lot of unsaid and unspoken expectations of other people, having a hard time soothing yourself, making impulsive actions or saying impulsive things, right? And not knowing how to contain yourself because 
a child doesn't know how to contain themselves, right? And we lose sight of our inner parent, which means we don't have a safe presence within our body, a sense of, okay, I got this, I'm feeling this, but I also know how to take care of myself, how to soothe myself, how to contain myself, how to understand from what I'm feeling, what it is that I'm needing and where my boundaries are and what my needs are and be able to communicate that in a way that is using complicated, nuanced, um, gentle language, right? We also, when we lose sight of our inner parent and we only have our inner child speaking, we have a hard time tolerating disconnection, right? Because as a child would, it creates panic within a child. They don't have the tools yet to be able to tolerate that. When we lose sight of our inner parent, we also feel just the panic of the inner child. Does that make sense? So as an anxiously preoccupied person, when you're triggered, this is important, when you're not triggered, you will often be able to access both sides. But when you're triggered, you will often lose sight of your inner parent and feel out of control, scared, abandoned, and needing a lot of external input for reassurance, which interestingly, even if given, will not feel like it's enough, right? Because children over time absorb some of what is being given as reassurance from the parent and learn to do it themselves. Until then, they actually just need the physical presence and protection of the parent. When you don't have the parent in you at all during those moments, it's very hard to feel any reassurance. Does that make sense? Even if someone external is giving it to you, you don't absorb it. And so you don't have a model for it in your heart. So you're really scared of distance because the only thing that can give you that inner sense of safety is residing in that other person. No wonder we feel out of control during those moments. Now, if you're on the dismissive avoidant side of the spectrum, you tend to have the inner parent speak up and be very loud and present when you're triggered, but the inner child goes away. You have a hard time accessing any of your feelings. You don't know what your needs are. You can't speak up for yourself. You're not in the present moment, right? You're analyzing the past or planning for the future. You have a hard time even acknowledging your body and the sensations in your body. And instead, you go off into criticizing, lecturing, getting defensive, explaining yourself, checking out, withdrawing, going off into the future and your past in your mind and losing any sense of connection to what is, which also means that even though you're explaining and defending, you actually have no way of uh, truly sharing what your own feelings, needs, and boundaries are because you're not in contact with yourself. So how can you know what you're feeling, what you're needing when you're almost dissociated? So I hope now you can see that when we feel triggered and depending on our attachment style, we end up losing either the inner child or we lose the inner parent. And both of them means that the other one gets exaggerated and it leads to the dynamics that we bring to relationships over and over and over. If you are a dismissive avoidant, when things feel um, intense in a relationship, you will check out. 
if you're not aware of your propensity towards dismissive avoidant, you will not just check out, but you will also look at the other person as someone who's too needy and who is having some crazy emotional volatility that they need to deal with. It's their problem. Go off and manage yourself by yourself. Leave me alone. And that is something that will come up over and over for you in your close relationships where that sense of intimacy then gives you panic and you feel triggered and you lose sight of your inner child and you go off into leave me alone. Like you just need to go and be crazy out there and come back when you're sane. The same thing, but in reverse format, when you are anxious, preoccupied and you're triggered. You become very sort of clingy, but in a uh, scratchy kind of way, right? It's not clear. It's not specific. You don't know exactly what you need to feel a little better. And you don't know exactly what to ask for. So instead, it becomes this vague, global, you don't care about me. You've never cared about me. You, I feel abandoned. You reject me. I can't trust you. I need you, you're not saying it right, or even if you are saying it, you don't really mean it. So it's impossible for you to actually take that in because you don't have your internal inner parent who can even recognize and mirror that within your own body. If you are a fearful avoidant, you will end up flip-flopping between these two. Even in the hours that you're triggered, you'll be flip-flopping between being emotionally volatile, angry, lashing out, demanding, uh, needing a lot of reassurance to becoming cold, withdrawn, logical, analytical, sort of thinking about the pathology of the other person in your mind and building a case. And you'll go back and forth between these, even in the space of a few hours or a couple of days. If you're a fearful avoidant, you know what that feels like, right? You actually might be fine with something or it feels like you're okay with something that happens in the morning. Maybe somebody rolls their eyes or says something snippy and it doesn't feel maybe like such a big deal in the morning, but a few hours later, you find yourself fuming about it or feeling really hurt about it or ruminating on it, right? Because of the flip-flopping, which can be very confusing for you and very confusing for the person with you, right? We also, because of that, end up not having a clear idea of our needs. And we often don't have very good boundaries at all. So we overgive in relationships. And then a few hours later, a few days later, we may pull back or feel resentful or feel taken advantage of. So this flip-flopping is the same as what's happening with the anxious preoccupied where the inner child is the only present entity during moments of trigger versus the inner parent for the dismissive avoidant, except you just go back and forth between them. Again, you're not integrated. It's not like both are present in any one moment. Now, each of these um, insecure attachment styles will have their own core fears and protest behaviors. Basically, the way we act when we feel scared or unseen or not cared about. These are called protest behaviors and each type has its own protest behaviors. But for this video, I just want you to hear 
that there is an inner child and inner parent. When you're triggered, depending on your attachment style, you lose sight of one and the other one gets amplified and the shadow side also comes out. And this is why we have a hard time with containing our feelings as an anxious preoccupied or even feeling our feelings or acknowledging somebody else's feelings as a dismissive avoidant or staying consistent and clear and being able to bring all parts of ourselves to a conversation as a fearful avoidant. Now, the first step to dealing with this is I want you to think about a couple of situations where you notice your protest behavior, okay? A couple of situations where you know you tend to feel hurt or triggered and you either look for reassurance elsewhere and become anxious or withdraw and become sort of cold and, and analytical and dismissive, or you flip-flop. Think of a couple of situations where this happens over and over. You know what they are. And in those situations, ask yourself, what baseline rules do I want to create for myself so that I can start meeting this discombobulation within me of the inner child and inner parent? What baseline rules? So for example, for an anxious preoccupied, your baseline rule may be um, when my spouse is looking at his phone repeatedly when I'm talking, I know that tends to trigger me. When that happens, my baseline rule will be to go and take some space for five minutes for myself so that I can bring my inner parent which gives a sense of perspective and sees the whole picture instead of just the, the abandonment to bear in that moment before I approach my partner about this, right? Your only rule is if this happens, then I'll go take five minutes to try to reconnect with my inner parent as well. If you're a distance avoidant, yours may be when X happens, I will um, drop into my body for a second and ask myself, what am I feeling? Okay, it might just be that as a fearful avoidant, it may be when someone asks me to do something, I will not say yes or no. And I'll ask for 24 hours to think about it so I can allow both sides of me to come online before I give any response. See what I mean? You create some baseline rule that allows you to bring all parts of you online. Give yourself time to do that. It might take you a few hours. It might take you a few minutes. It might take you a couple of days. Bring you, allow yourself time to do that so that your response can be one that is honoring of all sides of you. Okay? So I'll stop here for today. I hope that was helpful. If you haven't taken your attachment quiz, there's a link below. Please do that. In our program, Heal Your Relationships, H-Y-R, as it's lovingly known, for the 600 plus students that we have helped in our program. The first thing we do, in fact, is to go deep in your attachment style. So we teach you what your core wounds and fears are, what your protest behaviors are, and how to actually dissolve and release those core wounds. So you're not walking around like a raw nerve, just ready, right? When we're a raw nerve, we're, we're just waiting and the minute something triggers us, we either go into anxiety and rumination 
or we go into withdrawal and shutdown or the flip-flopping, right? We need to learn how to dissolve those core wounds so that we're not walking around like that raw nerve. That is the first thing we do in our programs. If that's something that you're interested in, just find us. You can, if you're on YouTube, just comment HYR below in the comments and somebody from my team will reach out to you and we'll see if we're a good fit and we'll explain what we do and you can decide. If you are listening via podcast, you can send a DM to us on Instagram. My Instagram handle is relationshipcoachmd. It's all one word, relationshipcoachmd. Just send me a DM on Instagram and somebody from my team or myself will reach out and will tell you um, what we do, and then you can decide if it's a good fit for you. But if you do nothing else, just find your relationship um, attachment style using the free quiz and think about what I've shared in this video and how you can apply it. I wish you so much peace and love and connection and growth. Take care and we'll talk next week. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like access to our marriage repair toolkit, you can go to www.healyourrelationships, all one word, healyourrelationships.com and look for free training. I'll see you there.